All right, well, a two-week turnaround, and we are finally back at the Maverick Center on February 10th. Blake O'Ruling alongside Zach Partridge. And Zach, we had a great time in Idaho Falls, but it's time to turn it around. We've got one of the best cards I think this show has ever put together. I think it's the biggest, right? I mean, 14 fights. I think that's the, that's the most since I've been a part of Fierce on a card. Um, five title fights, that's for sure the most. I think the most we've ever done before is three or four, four. Yeah. So, um, you know, we coming back to the Maverick center, we had a great show in November. Um, we're just kind of building now and it's just like snowballing. And I just feel like the, the cards are getting bigger and bigger and there's more, it's just, honestly, it's a, um, it's a tribute to the growth of MMA in Utah, right? Like there's so many good guys to get on cards all the time. Like you should see, you should see my board for March, 15 fights deep. We're 15 plus fights deep for April. Um, people are already, well, give me on the May card then, you know, we're still in January and, and May is going to start filling up. So, I mean, it's a great problem to have and, and we're just doing our best to give these guys a stage. All right. Well, we've got 14 fights, like you said, five title fights, and we're going to kick it off with two of the five debuters making the walk. Nico Braswell facing off against Elisa Kamaunu. And this is going to be a fun one, Zach, at 145 pounds. Good job on Elisa. Um, we're, uh, yeah, I, you know, both, uh, describe the same way ball of energy, love to fight like, uh, Nick, uh, I, uh, Nicholas is kind of a stud at the room in, in, uh, in, uh, at a Gima. Um, they're really high on him and they, they, they love him a lot. And, uh, you know, Elias is a guy that's been around for a long time, but never actually been able to get his way into the cage. And so he's excited to finally, uh, experience that walk and, um, it's, I, I think they're going to kick off the night with, with fireworks. Yeah. Elisa a few years on and off, but seven months consistently over at extreme couture. Both guys are five foot four, by the way, that's kind of an interesting little stat. Five right? four at one forty five. Yeah. It's going to be it's interesting. I, really, really looking forward to that one. All right. The second fight of the evening, Xiaoya Luo versus Grayson Johnson. Xiaoya Luo already has six Muay Thai fights under her belt. On top of that, Grayson Johnson, first of three for Excite MMA. They had an 82% win percentage last year in 2023 under the Fierce Banner. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, this is a really fun fight. Um, Grayson, um, it, in her debut, it took her a minute. It seemed like to kind of get her bearings and kind of get going. But like, but like once she got, she was like a, she was like a truck man. Once she got going downhill and, and got going, like you couldn't, you couldn't stop her. And she had one, one of the more impressive finishes on that September card. Um, and, uh, in her debut and then, um, man, uh, I'm sorry for, forgive me. I can't say her name. I tried, she was up with us in Idaho falls with, with a teammate and I was trying so hard to remember her name, but, um, she very good, clean striker. I think it's good. You know, you're, we're, it's a matchup of a, a girl that kind of likes to make it, you know, dirty and pow big power puncher versus a, a skilled Muay Thai fighter, I think will undoubtedly create a, a, a very exciting fight for the fans at the Maverick Center. Yeah, a car crash waiting to happen in the middle of the cage. All right, Chloe Becker versus Allie Downs. Allie Downs making her debut after years of training. As for Chloe Becker, her second fight with Extreme Couture, this one being contested at Bantamweight. Yeah, um, Chloe going up a weight class. Um, former teammate of Ariel France um, came up and cornered um, um, Maddie Moorhead when she fought. And, um, you know, I, I, I love fighters like this as amateurs. She's normally a 125er willing to go up a weight class to fight a debuter. 
one to just be on our card and fight at the Maverick Center, but you know, just to get fights. Like she was like, "Yeah, I'll go up a weight class." She's a debuter. Like, I'll do it. Like, I've just I, I'm so used to people. Oh, that's that's not my weight class or whatever. And, and like, she just wants to fight. She's game, and that's super cool. Allie Downs, bit of a mystery, you know, uh, for me. She, you you used to train with her at Agima. Um, the the people there love her, and I I I'm female fights deliver that's i'm just gonna leave it at that like i most there are a lot of people that look forward to the female fights on the card that's why we try and do our best to always have them on there all right we move over to lightweight 155 pounds javi castro facing off against logan taylor logan taylor getting that win last Alma. year in september 65 percent control time in that fight javi castro looks to get his first win as a debuter as well well it's really interesting right because logan he had a he had opponent changes and then he had an original opponent for this one that that changed as well and javier castro the brother of pedro Alcantar, who had one of the best debuts for us just took a short notice fight on steel fist um up a weight class than what he was planning on fighting on didn't get his hand raised but again when we watched pedro fight nate reinhardt that was one of the most impressive debuts that we saw we've seen what nate's turned into now we have um yeah, now 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 we have his brother making his debut for us. I, I'm very excited for this fight. Fighting out of Rio Academy, not a name that you see all the time, but a newer name that a lot of new fighters are coming out of. Javi Castro, Logan Taylor, cannot wait for that one. All right, we stay at 155 pounds, but Zach, we are already up to our title fights. We will have title fights throughout, and then we've got professional and then another professional title fight. This one being contested between Talon Carvalho and Amon Garcia. Everybody knows the story. Amon Garcia, the top lightweight in the entire state. Talon Carvalho on a rocket ship. His stock has just risen and risen over the course of the last nine months or so cannot wait for this one as well yeah i mean it's it's interesting too for uh for a myriad of reasons right ammon is a seasoned amateur vet talon is the new hot prospect of amateurs at 155 and they're going to collide and um you know ammon's you know ammon's lost before he lost his debut fight it turned him into a monster and uh he's been on an absolute tear um fighting for and i believe he yeah winning winning the title and then successfully defending the title um at steel fist and then um you know and then talon of course you know he's had three very impressive first round finishes you know some people say it's too much too soon like the only way is we're going to find out and that, that's really what i love about talon is the mentality of either he's going to deliver or you know or he's going to He's get, he's going to taste defeat for the first time. Either way, he's going to get better from it. And I think that that that's, what's important in the growth. And I think that that's, what's so intriguing about this fight is we're really going, all right, and we're going to find out how good this kid is. I think he's very, very good, but we know like where, where Ammon is. So it's like, if he keeps up with Ammon, you know, there, there's just so much to find out about this fight. And it's so it's so interesting on so many levels. Um, they're both phenomenal athletes. Um, Ammon is a big, strong 155er. And, um, and you know, and Talon is, he's shown in his fights. He's just been an absolute athlete and hits like a truck. I, I think that this could be the fight of the night for sure. I've got some pretty special stats for you. All right, seven straight finishes between these two combined. Talon Carvalho's average striking differential, 13.6 
to one. His average fight time, a minute and 10 seconds. However, you talked about Ammon being more of the seasoned vet versus Talon Carvalho. Total fight time throughout their amateur careers. Ammon Garcia, 47 minutes and 23 seconds. For Talon Carvalho, just three minutes and 32 seconds of cage time. That is going to be a big one at 155 pounds. All right, we move up a couple of weight classes to middleweight. Tyler Call versus Alex Johnson. Tyler Call, 3-1 and one at middleweight. He has seemed to be on a tear as of recent, yet he faces another undefeated opponent in this one in Alex Johnson up in Ogden, Utah. Alex Johnson's a guy that he's kind of been in and out of activity. Um, we haven't seen him in a while, but every time we have seen him, he's looked really, really good. But again, we haven't seen him in a while. So it's very interesting. And, and when, they, when Alex um, asked for a title fight, um, I've kind of floated some to him in the past and he just timing wasn't right. Wasn't ready to fight, whatever. And when he asked for one, um, you know, right as we were looking for an opponent for Tyler call, it just made all the sense in the world. And, um, Tyler just undoubtedly earned that with his performance in September against, uh, Lane Dalton. So, um, I think this is one of the more higher skilled, um, amateur fights I might dare to say this might be the highest skilled amateur fight on the card. I, I feel like, I feel like Talon and, and Ammon could be definitely the most violent. Um, but the, those two probably the, the highest skilled. And I, I think, I think Tyler's, you know, the leaps that he's made and I, and I'm talking to Tyler cause we've seen him more recent. Um, but he, he's, he's skyrocketing right now, his trajectory. He's really taken off. Um, the last year. And so, uh, but Alex has always been incredibly, incredibly tricky, tough, tough to deal with. It's going to be an interesting one. Chess match more. I am curious with Alex Johnson. How did that all come to be in terms of getting him back onto a card and putting him into that title fight slot, just from your perspective? Uh, his team just reached out and said, he's, he's ready. Um, they, they, uh, you know, the, the goal was they, they have a handful or they have a couple guys fighting on March in Ogden and they, he originally wanted to fight on that card with his teammates. I just said, you know, if, if it's going to be for the title, um, Tyler call was already slated for, um, the vacant title shot. And so I said, it's going to have to be February and here we are. All right, well, we still got three more titles to go. Two right here on the prelims, which are all free on YouTube. We move up to the heavyweight division between Luke Salgunga and Lauren Sua. Both of these guys extremely impressive in their own right. Zach, your thoughts on this matchup? We haven't seen Lauren for a long time. There was another heavyweight that this this fight was supposed to take place with another heavyweight with, with Luke. Sorry, I keep calling him big. He's Fiji to me. I've always called him Fiji, big Fiji. Um, but Luke, uh, he was supposed to fight somebody else. Uh, timing wasn't right for that person. So, um, you know, Lauren two and one, um, normally I like to see three wins before we get a title fight, but it was a little short, shorter notice, but, um, his coach, Eric Wallin has assured me he's been in the gym, working hard, putting in the, the time. And, you know, he lost his only losses to Bryce Scallion. Who's honestly, probably a heavyweight in the area that had, one of the highest ceilings, but fighting just wasn't his love. He loves fishing and doing other things and, and just didn't want to pursue MMA that much. Just did it from time to time to, for fun. But, um, but Lauren's, Lauren's a problem for anybody. And, uh, you know, you get, 
you, you get two Polynesians and heavyweights in a cage and, uh, you know, buckle up. It's, I, I think it's going to be a, a great heavyweight title fight and um, exciting options to see whoever wins where they go. All right. Well, we move over from heavyweight all the way down to flyweights with this one, Nasir Davis and Michael Eastwood. Zach, this one has banger written all over it. An incredible striker in Nasir Davis versus an absolutely overwhelming grappler in Michael Eastwood. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting, right? Nasir's, you know, he had, gosh, one of the best knockouts I've ever seen in October. Um, he, uh, very clean, very good takedown defense when, you know, in, in that fight, I think that's, I mean, that's what it is with Nazir, right? It's, he knows he's, people are going to try and take him down and, and he's got to be able to, to keep it on the feet, find his range and pick his shots. Um, Michael Eastwood, I think he's a little bit bigger of a flyweight than, than, uh, Nazir, than Brendan Myers was for Nazir. Um, when he fought, he fought a very big, strong, physical, uh, Mason Sorensen was able to get that fight to the ground quick. Mason is a good grappler in his own right. And, and Mike, Mike, Mike looked really good in that fight. And then, you know, he was, he was supposed to fight Brendan and he was injured. So it, he's healthy now. And, uh, I think that's a, that's going to be a very interesting fight, you know, it's, and it's going to be very indicative of who can dictate where the fight takes place on the feet or on the ground. All right, we are going to move to our main card live on pay-per-view. Andrew Mickelson versus Trevin Jackson to kick off this main card. Five-fight unbeaten streak for Mickelson. As for Trevin Jackson, four years over at Jackson Wink, and he will be at the lightest he has ever been at 170 pounds. Yeah, I mean, and, and Trevin is 0-1, but if you go rewatch the fight, I do not know what those judges were watching. He, I thought he clearly won the fight. So, um I think for, you know, Andrew, who's been on a tear and, and is known as a, as a knockout artist, if you go watch his fights and somebody, you know, signs up to, to fight that guy, it's, you know, they're, they're game and they're down and, and, and Trevin is down. I think Andrew has one of the highest ceilings of any of the young pros in Utah. Um, I'm really interested to see if how active Andrew gets and, um, you know, what he looks like as a pro. He has new weapons now. We find him, you know, kind of, when he puts people on the cage, you know, getting distance and striking that, how does he use elbows? How does he use his knees and things like that? His new tools, um, very interested. And in, there's a lot of excitement justifiably. So around Andrew's pro debut, five minutes and 11 seconds of control time. And Andrew Mickelson's one welterweight fight back a couple of years ago. All right. Mauro Gutierrez versus Jose Malaspin. Zach, we have talked about this fight behind cameras for quite a while. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, we fought on the same card together back in September. And uh, I remember it was after my fight and watch, watching him. I was super impressed with just his motor, his skill, his fight IQ, his ability to blend the striking with the grappling. He did a lot of things really well. And, you know, Jose, they, they're really high on him. Um, it's always really interesting when, uh, you know, I'm looking for somebody for Morrow and I'm looking for some, and then, and I send his name to Jose's camp and they instantly say, yes, they see one and oh, and they're like, he's good enough that he can compete with anyone and oh, without doing research. And they instantly say yes. And I, and then I send Jose's name back to, back to Morrow's camp and, and they instantly say, yes, one and oh, he's good enough to fight. So like, they're both very confident coming into a fight, which is, I think what makes for 
a great matchup and and there's going to be a lot of excitement around that plus flyweights are just really fun flyweights are very fun especially when you have two high skilled leveled 125 pounders like we have in this fight all right we are going to move all the way back up to heavyweight zeke law to facing off against ruben roundstone now this one has a little bit more narrative behind it zach ruben roundstone the younger brother of spur roundstone who zeke law too bested back in august of last year i mean ruben asked for this fight right um so i and i you know i people zeke's pro record is three and two but he's this close to being five and oh right now zeke latu is very very good Zeke Latu is very, very good. I mean, he had Darian Abbey hurt and almost out of there. Uh, didn't quite happen. And then Cam Chisholm, I mean, yeah, what, what's the stat? How, how many strikes? Uh, uh, in the final three minutes and 47 seconds of the first round, there was a striking differential of 115 to two in favor of Zeke Latu. I, mean, I mean, the ref very easily could have stopped that fight in that. I mean, he didn't. And, you know, revisionist history, it's whatever. And, and, I, and I applaud Zeke for the way he's handling it. But, um, He's very, very close to being 5-0. and And for Ruben to ask for that fight, to get that one back for his family and his brother, he keeps touting this fight's going to be done and won. Um, I agree. I don't really see it going out of the first round. I'm just curious. And, and you know, to, I can't wait to see who actually gets their hand raised. I love the story. I love the narrative. Five fights in 2023 for Ruben Roundstone went 3-2 and two in that 12-month period. All right. Joel Haro versus Albara Atma. Albara's first fight on American soil. As for Joel Haro, 364 days since he lost his title in Idaho Falls. Is it really 364? Yep. February 11th, we were in Idaho. February 10th is when he makes the walk once again. That's, I didn't realize it was that close. But yeah, I mean, this this fight is, I think, could, could be the most entertaining one on the card. I see a lot of Joel in Albara when I watch. When I watch when I when I watched his fights and 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 you know when you're finding somebody for Joel Haro, you've got to find the the guys that. It, when somebody says, "Yeah, we'll fight a four and one guy," and like I don't think Joel's a normal four and one guy. Like I think he's a very very high level skilled prospect. When somebody says a two and one guy will will take the fight before we make the fight, I kind of like to watch the fights and um, and see. To make sure, you know, like it makes sense, you know, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight to have on the card. Um, and uh, I was very impressed with Albara, and and like I said, I I see a lot of a younger Joel in Albara, and I think uh, I think it's gonna be a very good fight. I think it's gonna be a very entertaining fight with their styles, um, high level, and I think it's one that no matter who wins and who loses, it's a fight that will age well through both of their careers. Two bantamweights certainly cut from the same cloth. As for Joel Haro, this will be his first time being the more experienced professional fighter going into his sixth fight as a professional. All right, Carson Hardman versus UFC veteran Justin James. Justin James, a five-time UFC vet and won 10 out of 11 from 2015 to 2020. He faces off against Carson Hardman, long-awaited return back to Fierce Fighting Championship for the fighter out of Excite MMA. I mean, this is, I mean, I, I think there's, this is a big fight for both of them. They're, the stakes on this fight might might be the biggest besides our main event for both guys. Um, you know, Car- Carson needs this win. He he went to the PFL and it and it uh, it didn't work out for him, and he knows it. Um, he need he's trying to find this home at one fifty five, and um, 
I think it's a, I think 155 is a place that, that fits him really well. I think it's a, um, I think that it's the weight class he should have been in for a while. Um, but you never know. We're going to see how it goes. And Justin, Justin is exactly what Carson's kryptonite has been, you know, heavy grapplers and Justin's a grappler. And so, um, it, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, you know, moving pieces to this. Justin's on a pretty lengthy losing streak himself, um, but fighting UFC and then top tier regional guys like Carson. So um, very interesting. Um, Car I've never seen Carson in a boring fight though. So tune in because most likely you're going to say you're at some point in a Carson Hardman fight, something is going to happen that makes you jump out of your chair. Carson Hardman back at lightweight, I should say, since August, for the first time since August of 2016. It's been seven and a half years since he tipped the scales at 155 pounds. All right. Kent Mafileo versus Jared Vandera. Jared Vandera, seven-time UFC veteran. As for Kent Mafileo, third straight title fight for the incumbent. Yeah, I mean, this is everything. I mean, it's just, I mean, it, again, this is... The, the ramifications of this fight are huge. You know, Jared Vandera needs a win desperately over guys, and he needs to get wins over guys like Kent Mafaleo, um, to have a shot at getting back to the UFC. Kent's gotten to the point now where it's like he needs to start beating guys that are on the UFC's radar and former ex-UFC vets, especially at heavyweight and how shallow it is. We've seen it with Chase Sherman or whatever. He gets released. And then even get signed before he back before taking a fight again because the 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 pool at heavyweight is just so shallow. I mean, I think Kent is right there at, at possibly you know getting his shot at uh at a big show. It's just all the more reason why the November fight falling off um hurt that much more. But you know we, you know, and and, and it is what it is. But it's like now we have to sign guys that we know for a fact are going to show up and have just as much to lose as Kent does by not fighting. And, uh, and, and that's the, the reality is that's the spot that Jared's in. They both need this fight. They both need this win. And um, I expect just, it's going to be a giant, giant moment and giant test for Kent. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. He's, he, he, he fights through adversity so well. I mean, I, you know, he's our, he's our guy and our champion and I have all the confidence in the world, but like Jared is a very savvy game vet that's been in there with some really, really, you know, guys that Kent's aspiring to be. And, you know, Kent's never fought anybody like Jared. Jared's fought guys that are big, strong, scary polys, you know, like before it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fight that you can't miss. You you need to be there at the Maverick Center for it because this is gonna this this could be absolutely an epic fight for MMA in Utah and Kent Mafaleo's career. Who most of us that follow MMA, we've been following Kent for a long time. Quite the litmus test for us at the top of the marquee between Jared Vandera and Kent Mafileo. February 10th, Maverick Center. Doors open at four, show starts at five, an incredible card once again, Zach Partridge. I cannot wait for it. Thank you so much. Thank you.